2: We won't talk about it, don't worry.
0: Welcome back and happy Monday, everyone. This is the FlowTrack Podcast. Flow track podcast at gmail.com is the email address. I am Kevin. He is Gordon. If you want to use that email address, remember we're starting new segments. And Gordon, I want to say the reception's been good so far. People writing in, asking us to guess their PR. Um, I haven't looked at any of them because I want to be – you know, I want to play the game with fresh eyes. I want the game to work, but a lot of subject lines, PR, or guess my PR. So I think we're gonna do that one on Wednesday this week. Um, we still need more submissions for Internet Coach. So just general, if you want Gordon's advice on anything track and field related, Flow Podcast at Gmail dot com. Um, also, we're we got some custom codes that we're gonna throw up as well. But it's gone. Uh, it's gone well so far, Gordon.
1: Yes, it's gone well and uh, welcome new uh, YouTube member, James Ladd, Joining Gordon's, mm. Gordon's team, Gordon's goons. I appreciate that, James. Big shout out to you. Uh, make sure you guys like, subscribe to the YouTube channel, maybe even become a member like James Ladd. We appreciate y'all. But this podcast today, there's a lot of stuff that happened, you know, mm-hmm. on a weekend where There wasn't a lot of college action, you know, because everyone's getting ready for conferences next weekend. uh, I feel like our rundown is overwhelming. It's going to be a long pod.
0: Yeah, and we're bringing back Kick of the Week. We're going to do Kick of the Week segment, and then we're going to do a If This Was Track segment about the Kentucky Derby, which I'm very excited about, uh, trotting that out. Those of you who watched the old version of the show, like pre-pandemic, wait, even more, like way before pandemic. It was like 2019. Lincoln and I would mess around and do that segment, and, and I want to bring it back. Do we have custom uh, text things that we want to put up before we go about how people can reach out if they want to participate in the Guess, Guess My PR or Internet Coach segment? Do we have those, Cult. Okay, they're up. Awesome. There they are. So you can text Coach if you're watching on YouTube. What's that number, Gordon? Read it. Pretend I can't see that because it's too small on my screen.
1: Um, I can't see it because it's too small on my screen. Is it like a three? Colt, step in. The number, it. folks, that is 31032. Text COACH or PR to 31032. Yes. Yeah, so I can't read Coach that because I'm going blind.
0: Or PR. Those are the two things. Or you can email or just leave a YouTube comment. Travis will find it or Colt will find it. Gordon will find it. I'll find it. Let's start with the 100. Specifically, men's 100. And then we'll go to women's 100. There was a lot of news in the men's 100 over the weekend at the Nairobi Continental Tour. Ferdinand Omanyala goes 9.85, beats Fred Curley. Marcel Jacobs not in this race. He had health issues, had to go to the hospital. But Omanyala gets the win. His home track, big result for him. You remember, he ran nine seven on this track last year, losing to Trayvon Bromel. This time, gets the victory. Just. An insane start, first of all, Gordon. Did you see him get out of the blocks?
1: I mean, when you say insane start, do you say potentially a false start?
0: <laughs> he was right on. He was I right mean, on. I don't know. Let's watch, watch it again this.
1: here. Let's see. We're showing it in full screen mode now. Watching. Li- I don't know. I don't know. Do we have a Terrence Jones situation here? Do we got to look at the reaction time of the gun? I know all the yep. Kenyan fans out there can say I'm just being biased because an American lost, but I don't know. It was a very, very good start. It looked a little too good to be true, but, hey, he still runs 985. He still – you know, Fred Curley had enough time to try to catch him. Curley wasn't able to close. And Curley, we've been anointing as the guy to beat based on the way he's been running all year long. And the fact that Omanyala just, like – Kinda of smoked him in a in a way. I mean, let's let's be honest. It wasn't a this wasn't a Jacobs Coleman sixty meter dash, one one thousandth of a second lean. This was a this is a, a good beatdown. Um obviously Omanyala is in Kenya. Curly is flying eight hours to get there. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a little bit of an advantage there. Um but it, it's what it did for me, it wasn't about saying, oh, C- Curly is showing weakness. I think it showed that we now need to put Omanyala in the conversation with the Jacobs, with the Colemans, with the DeGrasse's in order to, like, we have to add another guy to the, to the list, basically.
0: Uh, Fred Curly posted this on Instagram after the race. War just started. Hashtag I am history. Hashtag get over here. You want to break down this? Wait, get over here. Is that, a, is that a Mortal Kombat reference?
2: That's Scorpion.
0: That's from Mortal Kombat, though, right?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Got it. All right. What do you think of the Scorpion reference this early in the season, Gordon?
1: I don't know who Scorpion Bro-con. is. I don't you remember. Remember Mortal know what Kombat? It nah, yeah, I the... wasn't a Mortal Kombat guy.
0: Oh. Colt, you want to break this the down video for game? Us? This is your moment, Colt. I didn't, I didn't this is your just moment.
1: got the guys, guys, guys. He's got a flaming skull head, much like Ghost Rider. It's very cool. He's got a chain with a spike that comes out of his hand. He throws it into people and yells, "Get over here!" That's what the reference is. So, why didn't he use this thing and throw it at <laughs> Omanyala when he was smoking him in the hundred? Like he had an opportunity to use the little fire star or whatever. You gotta be
0: going um, towards like, each hey, other.
2: Don't...
0: Okay. When you're running parallel, it's tough. Scorpion was never racing people in a hundred. Um that's okay. true. I mean, I would have loved to have I would have loved to have had Jacobs in this race, just as a kind of like bellwether, because you got you know, Omanyala, you're right, racing at home. He's he's familiar with the track. He made the semis last year in the Olympics, has run fast before. Curly has done well in the four, the two, the one this year. I would have liked one more person in there to, to key off of just to get a sense of where these guys are at. Um, But I guess it didn't surprise me that he lost and the nine, eight, given the altitude, that sort of time doesn't surprise me. I would still have, and I still have Christian Coleman and Lamont Jacobs at at the top in the men's hundred. Jacobs won because of the 60. I know he had to go to the hospital, had intestinal issues, and then even though Coleman runs ten o in in Japan, we can look at that race as well. Uh, I mean, different tracks, different setups, different situations. I think those are still my top two guys in the 100 coming out of this weekend. What does your top two or three look like?
2: I, I don't have a top two or three. You know? Okay. I'm going to take okay. a different
1: approach. I'm just going to abstain my vote right now. I'm going to abstain it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play the, I'm play the fence. I will say though, talk a little bit about Coleman. He runs 10.09 in Tokyo. Basically he was Mm -hmm. just running by himself in Tokyo. Got on a a jet airline to run with a bunch of (laughs) Japanese sprinters and just be, Hey guys, I'm here to collect my appearance fee. And he runs 10.09. I think he did a prelim as well in like 10 teens.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was a little underwhelmed by it because obviously he didn't need to do much to win it. And clearly it wasn't, it's not like he's going up against a Bromel or a Curly or, or whoever. But with the way a lot of these athletes have been running and with the shoe technology and all this stuff, I kind of thought he would have ran at least like a nine, nine. I was a little, it kind of got me a little worried. I know maybe I shouldn't be worried. Hold on. You just said you're on the fence. (laughs) I'm on the fence. I could be worried on the fence. I'm always worried. When you're sitting on a fence, you're worried you're going to fall off the fence. Because it's a skinny fence and you have to hold on to it. So when I see the 10.09, it worries me a bit. And I just think that, I don't know. Obviously, we have had eras where the top spinners run 10.0, 10.1 as their openers, like that's a common thing. They do it down in Florida. They run Mm 10.0 a couple times. And then a month and a half later, they start running their nine eights and the nine nines. I get that. That is a typical progression, but we're in a non-typical world. We're in a world where high schoolers are running incredibly fast. Where high, where sprinters are running 19 fours. We're seeing, a different type of times early on in a season that is not typical from the past 10 years. Like we're in a new era. And I feel like Coleman is still kind of running in the old era. He's running in the old era. Now, maybe the old era is fine and it'll work out, but he's running in an old era where you got to slow and steady, build yourself up. But in this new era, you have 1940. Who's in the new era? I mean, 19, other than Knight, you yeah.
0: just you you are referencing Knighton in three different ways. You're saying we got high schoolers running fast. We have guys running 1949. That's the same person. You're basically okay, saying new era. Arian Knighton exists. There's new not era? a you crazy have... amount of people. No, hold, hold, there's not a, a crazy hold, amount no. of people debuting that fast. I mean
1: Bromell nine sevens. Coleman. Right, I mean
0: uh, Curly he's is of the era. Nine he's, nines. He's, yeah, that's, those are guys who've been in the last era, though, too. Those aren't new guys. Yeah, and, they,
1: and they've learned to Same change their, their ways. I'm not talking about era as in the no, age I of the athlete. I'm talking about from the beginning of time to 2019, sprinters generally opened up with 10-0s, 10-1s. But after the pandemic, something happened. People got a little wild. People got a little crazy. And now... That doesn't cut it anymore. Coleman right now your, has like the 50th best time in the world. The guy who you are anointing matter? as the, one of the main favorites to win. And he's opening. Curly's not running 10.09 right now. Rommel's not doing it. Omanyala's not doing it. Uh, Lyles isn't doing it. All these people aren't doing it. I'm just saying. Do you get, do you get a medal
0: for your debut? Is that something that at the end of the year awards? Yes. You do. Uh, I
1: ship one out. I have a a shipping company. I have a bunch of medals. I send them out to all the athletes on their debuts, and Coleman's not getting one this year.
0: That would be amazing. Mr. May award. Just send it off to whoever had the best May, but you don't award it until September. You're like, oh, wait, I forgot about that person. Yeah.
1: It's like the Baron. Okay.
0: I I disagree with most of what you said, but I agree (laughs) with the point of, I agree with the point of, You might be concerned about coleman and the the reason you might be concerned about coleman again there's a ton of caveats here not that many people ran fast at that tokyo meet now you can say oh the track well it's not the track because they used that track for the olympics and it was plenty fast but maybe conditions or something like benjamin didn't run fast norman didn't run that fast it It was was cold they wanted
1: it said it was cool was it
0: okay so yeah which is fine i think so where you would get concerned though is he didn't really ease up because when i saw the time before i saw the video i'm thinking oh did he shut it down He ran all the way through. Now, maybe he just went through the the gears and and didn't get up to, to, you know, full full speed. That's fine. I'm not going to base it when you fly halfway across the world and no one's really running fast on it. But if you were to nitpick, if you were to dig in, you'd look at that last 50 and say, okay, well, he didn't look like he was easing off and he still didn't run that, that quickly. But again, that's. That's nitpicking, and you're right. I mean, it is a debut. I don't know why we care that much about – as long as he got the win. I think that's – Yeah, but,
2: I mean,
1: congrats. He he got the win and probably the easiest hundred he's going to run all year. So
0: I don't really – Yeah, as it should be. As it should be. We'll see. Okay. So you're not going to give me a top three for the record? No, I'm on the fence. uh,
1: Okay. I'm 100% on the fence. I'll give you a top three one day i'll give you a top uh, in
0: august someone in the chat said i don't know if we can pull this up but they said that i want to give credit because this was a good stat uh where is it hold on all in the game says didn't he have the same reaction time as isaiah young He's talking talk about obanyala i don't know if we have access to the
2: oh there's actually like a stat there's a reaction times a reaction, reaction time in the results yeah again I'm yeah
1: not... well, whatever what you're gonna clip my doubt in the beginning of the segment that everyone on the internet's going to be like Gordon's an asshole, but whatever. Uh, if plus 2.0. Oh, tra- Travis just said the reaction times are blank on results on the official meat site. Mm.
0: There you go. Oh, yep. I see it right now. Humidity with 56% though. You get that stat. Boom. all right. It was quick. I mean, again, I don't, he got the best. He got out of the blocks better than anybody else. and You can just see that as plain as day. So it's not even – it's not even about um, – well, I mean, I guess it was would be if he false started. But it's tough to replicate that good of a start even if he did make it – even if it was legal, right? But that race was – the interesting thing about that race, it was three races in one because he gets out quick. Then Curly comes back. At that point, I thought Curly was going to be fine. And then Omanyal like, – counters or at least holds him off. The the middle portion of the race it looked to be going towards Curly and then Omanyala had enough. It was a very eventful hundred. A lot of stuff happened in that in that nine
2: seconds. The women's side, Fraser Price ten sixty seven. Third fastest time ever.
1: See this is her this is Fraser Price living in the new era. You know? Uh, I was very surprised. I did not see this coming. Um, I knew Frazier Price was still going to be a factor. Like, she's still going to make yeah. a world final. She's still going to be challenging for a medal. Maybe on an amazing day, get wins it. But, like, I was thinking that, like, this might be kind of a, a down year compared to, like, last year. Mm-hmm. But now she's kind of continuing last year. You run 10.67 in May. That makes me think that you're continuing your peak from last year and not going downwards, which is a good sign for the Jamaicans because if Frazier Price is 10.67 right now, you throw in Mm -hmm. Elaine Thompson-Hurrah, Sharika Jackson, I think, ran 11 flat in Jamaica as well. The big three are back, and they're going to be – Hard to break up in the 100 meter final in Eugene.
2: Yeah. So, again, at altitude. So, I don't want to, I mean, the times still count. So, it still goes
0: down as her third fastest, even though they put a big A by it. But it's a
2: headwind. You're right, though. She looks just as good as last year for early season to do that.
0: I'm with you. I thought, how can they possibly continue what they did last year as a historic season? And it never stopped. It was like fast in the preseason, fast in the Olympics and the buildup to the Olympics. And then postseason, it got even faster with Thompson Hurrah at pre. They had that classic race in Lausanne when Frazier Price ran the 10-6. I didn't think they could do it again. And if it's anywhere close last year they don't even need a match last year if they're anywhere close to last year that would be an absolute treat for everybody that would be amazing to, to see them again race each other multiple times and run that fast that would be that would be crazy i thought last year was a one-off i thought it was an aberration um but just i mean look at this race she looks as good as ever again even if you didn't know the time because of the altitude whatever, but the start is there. Acceleration is fantastic. And in the back half of the race, she just doesn't show any sort of vulnerabilities at all. Um, She's 35 years old.
2: She's 35 yeah. years old. That's, yeah. this is insane. I don't think I, we're, it's a little like,
1: I'm like, it has like the, it's given me like Legat vibes or who's other mm-hmm. like great, late in, i mean Justin Gatlin was good in his 30s but
0: yeah Kim you're not Kim.
1: supposed to be this fast at this age like you're supposed to be going downwards and the fact that she's staying high up at this age yeah. and extending her career is a once in a generation type performance you like you're, you don't see 35 year olds run 10 6 7 in may with ease chilling you know yeah we we people are good in their Early and late 20s. Not in their mid-30s. Mm-hmm. And it's uh it's incredible. And I'm excited to see if she's able to keep it going for the next, what, two months and maybe even run faster. It's got to be the fastest mm-hmm. time ever for a 35-year-old, right? Yes,
0: it does. I mean, Audie was fast late in her career, too. Someone in the chat
2: brings that up. But being able to compete for gold still it's not as if she's just in the mix
1: yeah no
0: she's she's making an argument for her hey don't forget about me and if Thompson hurrah wasn't spectacular out of this world last year the whole story would have been Fraser Price mm-hmm. that's all it would have been about was Fraser Price and she would have because the times that she ran any other year would have been enough to just dominate the event and we made last year in the women's hundred. Eventually, it turned into all about Thompson Hurrah, pretty much as it should have been towards the end because of what she did not just in the one, but in the two. But Rachel Price was amazing. I mean, so this race and Boma was was supposed to push her. was more of a two hundred runner. She's run sub eleven though. I mean, I don't think Mboma was going to beat her anyway because her her start compared to Shelly Ann's start is just night and day. But Amboma um, pulls up, gets hurt. Uh, they said it was a groin injury, but it didn't look good, Gordon. Like some of these injuries, you know, you can tell right away just by the way the athlete reacts. Like they feel something that's, okay, this is just a, 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 a momentary thing or this is like a, a tweak versus this is going to cause some some serious problems. And she was down on the track uh, for a while. I saw a video that came out later of her, like, hugging her her coach. So they're going to get more assessment. I mean, she was on crutches. And and her coach said it was a, a groin injury. There's another video of Shelly Ann comforting her, telling her it's gonna be okay. You'll be all right. You'll be back by pre. But while she's talking to her, Mbumba's laying down in a bed. So I don't know that might give a little bit of insight into her her condition. We're throwing the video up now. Um, nice gesture by Fraser Price though to go tell her that. But Mbumba definitely this definitely looks at the moment to be a serious issue, but we'll wait and see on what the, what the doctor says.
2: Yeah. This,
1: this seems like it could be season ending. Just, it just has that vibe right now. Um, and if that's true, that really sucks because, mm-hmm. well, it, it sucks and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because she's young and she still has a long career ahead of her. But it sucks that like every year in track and field is a precious year. You don't get many opportunities to be in your best physical peak. And Mm -hmm. any, any year you miss is a whole percentage of your career of being in contention for a medal, winning a medal, putting down all time marks. And to take that away from someone is, is take that away from someone who's in contention Mm -hmm. to put down great marks or win a medal. It's a big hit. So hopefully she recovers. We don't know, um, but it didn't look good. And the re- the reaction with her laying on the bed or with the crutches. Fact, it's a groin injury. You need your groin mm-hmm. to run fast. I know that. Mm-hmm. If you have a groin injury. You're not going to be able to to get. Yeah. Good. To, it's just you're just not going to be able to compete at the highest of level. You know. Mm-hmm. It's. You know, it's just it's. And she actually
2: what
0: watching it back because you see the fall but the fall i think happens just because she slows up and like her her spike gets caught so i don't know if she further injured it when she went down but if she like pulls up and slows up and then then she falls so about 50 60 meters she catches but then it's almost like she's just trying to stay on her feet um Again, not the situation you want to be in, in in May. So hopefully by Wednesday or Friday, we'll have a, an update. But she's a big part of the women's sprints right now. Um, So we'll see. Um, Let's move on to the – let's see. What's next on the rundown here?
2: Abdi Nur. Oh,
0: college. We're going college.
2: college Your guy.
0: Team. You've been a big Abdi Nur guy for a while.
2: You yep. –
0: Started following Abdi basically when he got to NAU. Is that right?
1: Yeah. I mean, he has a crazy story. If you watch, I forget what episode, in NAU running with the boys, the mm-hmm. documentary we did following what? this team in 2019, the one year that they actually lost the NCAA title in cross country. Ironic, right? We follow them. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Shout out to Gordon. Every
1: The one year we choose to follow him is the year they they lose. But whatever. They were a bunch of freshmen at the time. Abdi Hamanir was... a. Uh, redshirt freshman. And he has a crazy story about how he almost was going to quit running Mm because he wasn't academically eligible after like two straight years of trying. And eventually he's like, I can't do it anymore, coach. Like, It's just not going to happen. Me running for NAU is not in my plan. And Mike Smith told him, no, you're going to do it. And he did it. And now four years later, he's breaking the collegiate record and he's probably going to have a great post-college career, is in line to have... I think he's setting himself up to run very well in his mid-20s and late-20s. And 1306, that's a hard record to break. Henry (laughs) Roto held it since 1978. Yeah. I feel like he probably had more in the tank, honestly. I feel like Abdi Hamid is going to probably run sub-13 in a year, if I had to guess. I think by... End of 2023, he's going to run sub-13.
2: Um,
1: but, yeah, I Avdi mean, there hell of a story, hell of a run. And his teammate, you know, Nico Young, runs 13-11, yeah. which is number three all-time now, right ahead of Cooper Tier. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. Cooper Tier, when he ran 13-12, mm-hmm. went on to get fourth at the trials. Nico Young yeah. now is running yeah. faster than that. You throw in Luis Grijalva from last year. Now NAU has the first, third, and fifth times ever run in college, in the 5K, first, third, and fifth with Nur, Young, and Grijalva. Oh, and they also have seventh with Diego Estrada. <laughs> Different era. But look at I mean, that. So- look at the all
0: time <laughs> list. Like Ro- Rono was the, was the holdout there, but you look at all those other marks, there's all recent until you get yes, down to true. seven with Estrada at 2013. But then you have, you know, 2022, then Alistair Craig, 2004, then Morgan Beatles come, then Justin Knight. It's like you got these like legends interspersed with recent guys on this all timeless i mean it's crazy to me that Ches is 16th i know he didn't run a ton of time yeah. trials when he was in college so this this performance in and of itself didn't shock me based on what he's done recently because you know we were talking beforehand i said he'd be a trials threat i know you were a little more cautious on throwing that out there but if you had told me a year ago He was going to win two NCAA indoor titles and break the collegiate record. Like if you had told me that, you Gordon Mac, because you're the guy who goes and visits the school, and then afterwards, like they have nine guys who can break the American record. (laughs) Which I get it, I do it sometimes too. There's a there's a proximity bias sometimes with this stuff. But if you had told me that, I I'd have been like, this is crazy. Like that's that's too much. Even from uh, even even being like big on obviously what any he was capable of. Like his rise is remarkable. And you can talk about all oh, the records, you know, don't mean anything and the shoes and all that stuff. He's the best runner in the NCAA. With everybody having everybody's got all that stuff now. Everybody has the opportunity to run fast. Now we all get that. And he went to indoors and didn't just barely he kind of dominated both those races if you look at it. Like he definitely they weren't controlled close. both yeah. those races. Like they were, you know, big kid moves from way far out. On both of those, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a fluke by any means. So I'm just, I'm in a state of still kind of surprised just over, over the last you know year of, of what he's been able to do. I'll say he graduated last week too. So big week for him all around.
1: Yeah. And I did a episode on the NCAA, the NCAA track and field show talking about Bowerman projections. Now that he has a collegiate record to his name, like, he is really set up to win the bowerman and he'll be the first distance athlete to win the bowerman since cam Levins mm. in 2012. because um, right now brandon miller trey cunningham randolph frost those are like the competition and right now i think Abdi could have four titles and a collegiate record that was held from 1978. it's a long-held held collegiate record it's gonna be yeah hard for abdi hamid to lose it and you mentioned he is graduating, or he graduated.
2: Graduate, Even though he's yeah, still yeah.
1: probably, I think he has like two more years of cross-country eligibility or something like that. <laughs> it's something weird. I think yeah. he does. I think he has two more years of cross-country eligibility if he wanted to. Obviously, he's not gonna use that. Um, he would be the favorite yeah. to win cross next year, but I don't think he's gonna be doing it. So Mike Smith, once again, he loses Gorhalva with you had a year, an extra year. He's gonna lose Abdi Hamadir. He lost Hobbs Kessler. He might now lose Colin Salman if Colin goes on and runs incredible at pre-fontaine. Uh NAU, they just they get too good and then they lose all their guys to not get them for four years.
0: All right. Wanna to get to go back to the track here in uh Tokyo. Training partners Michael Norman and Ry Benjamin both won comfortably. Benjamin goes forty eight sixty in the foreign hurdles. Norman goes 44-62. Which of those is more impressive to you?
2: Uh, Neither? Neither are more impressive to me. I mean, well, they're both like expected.
1: The 48-6 from Rye Benjamin, one, I expected that. As I told you, I thought he was going to run in the 48s, and he successfully yeah. did what I expected there.
2: But Ryan Ritchie. Benjamin clearly
1: Ritchie. is jogging, and he's just out there for the appearance fee. He wasn't trying to go crazy and run forty-seven or forty-six seconds. And then as for Norman, he runs forty-four-six, but like that's not I'm gonna cut it to to be mm-hmm. top three in the U.S. Like it's forty-four-six. Now we look at um. Top times in the U.S. Best Buy athlete. Uh, Cherries run forty-four-two. Curly's run forty-four-four. Yeah. Curly won't be in there. Norwood's run forty-four-five. Norman's run forty-four-six. Randall Frost, I think, has run forty-four-six indoors. There's a yeah. Iowa freshman who's run forty-four-seven. Bryce Devons run forty-four-eight. Tyler Johnson's run forty-four-nine. So there are already one yeah two, three, four, like five to six to seven yeah. guys who are running yeah. 44s. So it doesn't really right. stand out to me.
0: No, it doesn't stand out. But those guys are in the middle of the season. They're not flying halfway across the country or across the world, excuse me. And they have competition. I thought, just you give me the two times, it's like Norman's was better based on where he's been. Well, yeah, yes. But, but then you watch the post race interview. Norman says he's really disappointed. He was super hard on himself after that race. I looked it up. He only ran three tenths slower than he did on that same track in the 400 final at the Olympics when he missed the medals. Now, that what he did not like that race either. But for May, I thought there was a lot of positives to take from it. But just the way he was reacting to it, I wanted to be like, yo, you got the win.
1: Well, you maybe win he thought he was good. Well, he wasn't trying to get the win. Stop talking about the win at this meet. A win at this meet is like, me getting but there's a, a limit, limit to me, it's like okay, but right,
0: there's, there's a limit to how fast you can go when you're at that level and no one is near you. And I thought, sub 40, as I talked about, over 145, four six, I thought was good. So I'm a bit confused now, I'm kind of conflicted. And then I would just be inclined to say, well, I guess Benjamin had it because I and the, the commentators mentioned this post race. Um, like foreign hurdles, you can just change your stride pattern and it totally impacts how like the limit to how fast you can go. And I don't know, I didn't see anything afterwards about if Benjamin, I didn't go and back and count his steps, but there's a possibility. He just was a pretty conservative with what he was going after. So while it looked like he was running hard, he has a, obviously has a whole other level that he can go to. So just based on time, I would go Norman, but in terms of their impressions based on the race, I would say Benjamin.
1: I'm guessing Norman probably thought based on this based off of his training, based off of his running a good 200, because he ran 98, yeah, it's a yeah, good sure. 200. He probably yeah. thought he was going to run 44 low. I bet he was like, I think he was probably looking for a, 41, right. a 44, 1, 2, or 3. And the fact that he got 44, 6, he wanted to be on the south side of 44, 5. And I think- I'm
0: sure the, he did. What happened? But like, that's not the, that's not the place to do it. That's my well, Yeah, idea. obviously goal, you got to
2: do it
1: later in the, the goal year is when it rim. counts most. No,
0: no, 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 no. I'm not talking about timing. I'm just talking about, like, location.
2: Being on that long of a flight and then not having anybody to push you makes it
0: difficult. That puts a ceiling on just how fast you can go. I mean, when he ran 43.45 at Mount
2: Sac, he ran it in L.A., where he lives, and Ray Benjamin was in the race. That's how that worked. I thought it was – I watched it I thought, oh, it's pretty – this is good. This is a good sign for him
0: based on where he's been yeah. the last couple of years. But he's – yeah, he was disappointed. And it it, it
2: it it surprised me because it is it is so early. Uh, all right. What's next? Oh, let's see. Oh, Kip said – you want
0: to talk about altitude conversions? This might be your favorite altitude con- – you're a big altitude conversion guy. So Abel Kipsang runs 331. Well, because the NCAA stuff, I, mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it's funny. It's like flat track. I did the
1: conversion. I did the official at 9, conversion. 9,000
0: feet. Yeah. 325. Abel Kipsang ran
1: 325. I mean, he did. Listen. You run 331 at 5,800 feet. That's like running 325. That's six seconds.
2: I think the more relevant stat is the second. It's the second fastest time at altitude. What
0: they consider. And I think the
1: com- I think the conversion of three thirty one to three twenty five reflects that. It makes sense. That would be the second fastest time ever. That's why the conversion well, right, is so that great. Goes, that's because that's, people don't well, run three thirty one at altitude.
0: Yeah, but that's not the best fifteen hundred we've ever seen. It was a great race, and you tore away from everybody and closed faster. I just think there's a lim- limitation to what those things actually mean. Um, I talked about him with Pre though, when we did our storyline draft. I think I got him late. You might. Yeah, win. you're not laughing now, are you? You're not laughing now about my, my late round Abel Kip saying. I think I, I packaged him with Tafara too. It was just guys. I don't think who have you, been I don't think mix.
1: you, you didn't draft him. What are you talking about? I yeah. don't. Bring back to tapes. You did not draft him. What what was your storyline about him?
0: the the other guys basically. It was a Will Smith uh, homage. Um, it was him and Tefera, because I said okay. Kip sang fourth at the Olympics. Tefera upset Ingebrigtsen. Nobody's nobody's oh, talking about right? these guys, even though yeah, they, even though they have the, the credentials. I mean, the last this was pretty ridiculous. If you look at the last lap, just how he pulled away from everybody and just put he was already in command, and then just totally put his foot on the gas. It yeah, it, it reminded me of a chairute or Ingebrigtsen type race. Now, does he have enough to close that gap? Not sure. But this is the guy, remember he broke the uh I know Olympic records and distance races are not the most important thing, but remember he broke the Olympic record in the semi in Tokyo here in 331 in the freaking semi and then came back and ran 329 and got got fourth in the final. I think I'm the men say, the men's 15, say
2: right
0: now. Men's 15 is good this year. It's an exciting exciting race.
2: I think Abel kept saying, we'll win gold. Okay. Wow. That contradicts your Jakob
0: will never lose for the next eight years pick. How are you reconciling those two?
2: Well,
1: Jakob's only going to do the 5K.
0: (laughs) Great
2: dodge. Terrific dodge by you. See, it I is interesting. Ways.
1: This is like, this is the, fast. I think we're underestimating how fast this is. This is very fast. There's a, well, you're not. You're young. saying it's a
0: 335. You're definitely not overestimating it.
1: He's young. He up. has championship experience. He got fourth. He's learning. 331 at altitude. He's gonna show up, and he's gonna be able to hang with Cherry. He's gonna be able to hang with Inga Brison and Cherry when they go out hard, and when it's a 327 race. Whereas the rest yeah, of the yeah. field is not going to be able to do it, he's going to be in the mix, and you never know what's going to happen. He's going to be, he's going to be
2: within a meter of gold with 100 meters to go.
0: Let's play this game. I'm gonna. I want you to be held accountable for something on this show, other than a crazy prediction about Abel Kip saying. I'm going to list people's names in the 1500. I want you to tell me if they can win gold this year. Ready? Okay. Can not will can can they just like do they have a not even a decent shot but do they have a shot so we'll start like a with more five, than so. what
1: percent more than what what's the definition of can because anyone anything can happen i could buy
2: gold if like there was a plague five right? don't say that five again. percent don't say that you need five percent chance yakub yes chariot yes Tafara. yes Abel Kipsang. Yes. Josh Kerr. Yes. No. Cole Hawker. <laughs> I stopped you. No. Oliver Hoare. No. That's it. That's my list. Five? You have five? Cooper yeah, Tier. My list. N- Ooh. Ask me in a Ooh. month.
1: Ask me in a month. A little
0: hesitation there.
1: Ask me in a month. This isn't on a rundown, but he, he got the world standard by himself yeah. in the rain. Wow. Well, it's 334.
0: Walker okay. paced him. He wasn't really by himself.
1: Well, by yourself after the fact. It's in the rain still. For 300
0: meters. I'd rather have yeah, somebody the... with me okay. for 1,200. Well, if you only watched the last off.
1: 300 meters of the clip, it looks like he ran the whole thing by himself, which is what I did. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I didn't watch the whole thing. I just watched the last three. Do so you think meters.
0: five, the number is five? Yes. Well, Centro.
2: No, 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 no,
0: no. Okay, no so American. the five are Kipsang, Tefera, and then the three medalists. I yeah. think it's down to five.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, but I do want... We don't have Travis on the pod anymore, so I, would, I do want to talk a little bit about Cooper Tier. Cooper Tier running 334.
0: <laughs> we're not allowed to talk about Cooper Tier and
1: Travis. On no, well, he, we're, just, we're just going off the rails now. Uh, I
2: think... Cooper should go all in on the 15. I think he's not going to. He's definitely going
1: to still try to make the 5K team. Right. But I just think that don't put a 5K under your legs on that Thursday night. Go in fresh for the 15. Yeah. No one. You're, you're, there's three guys are not beating Cooper Tier in a 1500.
0: Not right now they're not. Yeah.
2: Like, in, I don't even in, think Cole Hawker can beat Cooper Tier in a 1500. And Cole Hawker is the favorite.
1: Like, And if the favorite, I'm like, I don't know. If I'm like, I don't know about the favorite beating you, that means there's no way there's gonna be three people doing it. And you're well, young. Make your team. Make your first team. Don't don't get cute. Don't be we- Don't just make your team. You gotta make the team. Get that monkey off your back. Not really as a monkey, but rip that bandaid off. Make your first team. Who cares if it's in an event that you know you're not gonna do well in at the end of the day, but like just make your first team and the momentum will carry. So I think Cooper Tier should well, run
0: just what's to say point. he won't. Yeah. You're saying I don't, you won't do well once you get there, but if he made it in the five, it'd be tough to meddle in that one too. Yeah. There's always question marks in the men's 15 always. Cause there's always standard issues and there's always people debuting late this year. There's 10 times the amount of questions and they're all, <laughs>
2: much bigger. Who are you confident about right now in the U S 1500 for the men? It's like Cooper those Pierre. two and Cole. Oh and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Like I'm not, I'm not going to panic on Hawker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loses, he loses to his teammate who could be the best guy, but then sometimes he beats yeah. his teammate. So, and he was the best guy last year, but that's it. It's a very short list. And we're inside. Of two months to go, well inside two months to go, before USA's.
2: I just, I think that thing like, is. Completely I could see. Open. I could think Abdihamid Nur could find a way to get third
1: in the fifteen hundred. Here we go. We went he could. He's on three thirty six. I think Morgan Beetlescum could find a way to get third in a fifteen hundred,
2: yeah. like. I think a college kid especially, will actually
1: get third in the 1500. Uh, and I, don't, I think that college kid might not even be Nagoose. Like Nagoose hasn't impressed me yet. You run 339 in that sound especially
0: running. Especially if, um, yeah. well, so if, if Cooper Tier doesn't run it, there's definitely going to be at least one complete wild card that gets it. Yeah. If Tier does run it, you could see Tier Hawker and then somebody makes it who's either a vet, who's been around and just has a great race, or it's a, it's an, Someone who's big on the NCAA side of things, but no, yeah. I, I, I think you're right. I think you're right on what he should run. Cause you got to, you obviously have to take training into account. It's the most important thing, but you got to look at what's the easiest pass to make the team. And there's nothing wrong with taking the easy. Cause yeah. on well, the flip the thing, side that, he's going go to do the...
2: both. He's just, he's yeah, going to yeah, trust
1: yeah. his fitness and be like, I can run a 5,000. It's fine. And be fine for a 15 prelim and final. Which is true, because you run the prelim for the fifteen. He's gonna have a day off between the prelim of the fifteen and the final of the fifteen. So yeah. you do the 5k, you make the team, and then everything's smooth. You miss a team, then you have all that adrenaline to get through the prelim, and then your focus on one day rest to get for the fifteen final. So sure. I think so, he's just gonna do both, is what's gonna happen.
0: All right. Other news. Um Alan Wilson Aikens both went well under two with sound running meet. Emily Sisson broke the American record in the half. That was not that old. Sarah Hall said it earlier this year. And then they did the USATF Multi-Event Championships. Anna Hall and Garrett Scantling, the winner. Scantling went 88.67. puts him number seven all time. Big time performance from him. So remember, they were doing the 10,000 early and the multi-events early. So there's already been those three men and three women selected.
1: There were notable women who didn't make the U.S. team. Kendall Williams and Erica Bogard, two women who have made many heptathlon teams and pentathlon teams. Uh, One DNF'd and the other, like, scratched, like, just was finished, like, dead last. So it's kind of a changing of the guard a bit, potentially, here in the women's heptathlon. And Anna Hall, who, she ran a 203
2: in the 800 (laughs) of her heptathlon. She ran a 203. Insane. And like, it just,
1: man, I wish there was a way for the heptathlon events to not interfere with like other NCA track events where she could just be mm-hmm. a human point machine and not be preoccupied with just heptathlon because she can make a final in the four, she could win the 400 hurdles. She can make a final in the 800. She could probably make a final in two field events. It's insane. Uh, and well, Hall, she's, She's like the – she's slowly becoming the female-ass
0: If you have – if you had a similar situation like they're doing for USA's in NCAAs where they had the competition ahead of time like they do for the conference meets and then they could double back, it would be interesting. You're right. To see what she could rack up. She could do that now for USA's though. That might be fun. Yeah. Just to see what she can finish in in, in open events at USA's. But at Scantling, that's a big number for him too. You look at the names ahead of him on the list. That's was big time.
1: Yeah. Scaling, he's in college as well, right? Is it Georgia?
0: Yeah. Or no? So then you got uh, – yeah. no, no, he's – no, no, no. He no, no, He's not in college anymore. Um, oh, he's not. He went to Georgia, though. Gar- Garland made the team. Garland. Uh, and, he's, and he made the team, yeah. yeah. That's it, yeah. So I'll read, the, I'll read the team so people know. So we have uh, Anna Hall, Ashton Mailer, and Michelle Atherley. Um, for the HEP and then the decathlon was Scantling
2: eighty-eight, sixty-seven, Kyle Garland and Zach Zemek. so yeah two collegians making the team actively in college glad the schedule was able to work out for them because that could have been tricky tougher for the 10k yep
0: <laughs> for those collegians who want to make the 10k Someone like Nur, it's a tough spot to be in. Um, all right, uh, in American record. I get. I mean, I I think the half and the full are just going to continue to to tumble down. So it's not surprising she had a scratch in New York. Uh, New York, right? Yeah,
2: she, uh, she scratch scratched one.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's a good sign. Good sign for her. Obviously, you want to see her in full health for a marathon. It could be great. Um, all right. Kick of the week. We're bringing it back. We're putting it on this show. I'm excited about this, Gordon. He used to do Kick of the Week videos. A lot of nostalgia here. We're gonna to go to Nairobi, in this men's 800. This was a incredible race because it had something. It had a great kick. Emmanuel Wagnoni just 17 years old, um, runs 145. You can do the altitude conversion on that. It's incredible. So. What made this kick unique though and this race unique, we're throwing the video up right now. Uh that's the first rabbit in here, and I say first because there's actually a second rabbit. And I don't know if anybody knew that the second rabbit was actually a rabbit, because that's a legit
2: guy up there, right? That's that's uh was that Kiprutu, who world indoor games
0: competitor has run really fast, and when Yoni just blows by him, and then he just steps off the track. I mean, completely bizarre race here, but you see the close, just 17 years old. We're going to get a close-up here of that last interaction. This was weird. Pull that pull that video back up. Fast-forward it. You'll go to that, that second section. It was a uh, – look at this. Caprutu's telling him to go on the inside because he's like, I'm stepping off the track. First of all, you have a rabbit that goes, if he is a rabbit, 650 meters, <laughs> but he goes <laughs> wide. He goes around him and then cuts back onto the inside. I don't know if they didn't tell anybody, if it wasn't planned or what, but then Kipruto jogs off. Again, Collins Kaputu is a, is a legit guy, so I can understand why people might be confused. Hey, are you rabbiting? Are you not rabbiting? He's around 143 before. Have you seen anything like that?
1: I have not. Also, two rabbits in an 800 seems excessive.
0: Weird, right? Weird. But, Very close, though, for yeah, Wagnoni. It seems a little, weird a little close. Right. He, we he thought he was be getting... for,
1: for most rabbits in an 800, we're going to have one take you through 750 <laughs> meters
0: do no. it was bizarre it was bizarre watching because then you're like watching it back and then i saw the screenshot that we had up and it's of that interaction where he's going on the inside but then you're like wait a minute that was with 150 to go and and he's trying to help him out he's like putting on his blinker he's like you go here i'll go there nope went 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 the other direction good finish though um good finish for this week's kick of the week. If people have submissions for kick of the week, maybe at your local meet, right, you have multiple rabbits, send a video in. Maybe you out kicked your friend and you got it on video. Flowtrackpodcast at send it in. Uh and you might be included in the segment. Emmanuel wagnoni our first our first recipient of Kick of the Week in its new um showcase spot here on the Flowtrack Podcast.
1: So when we were trying to figure out who's going to be kick of the week this week, I had another nominee, but you decided to prioritize actual running for the kick of the week because I think Mm -hmm. the true kick of the week was actually done by a bunch of horses. Did you watch the Kentucky Derby? A uh, bunch of horses. One horse. One horse. One horse, yeah. Well, there was a bunch of horses on the track. Uh, Rich strike. Rich Strike, great name, 80 to 1 odds, had, I, I think, the kick of the week, but also had the, what would happen if this would happen in track and field moment, Like right? If this were yes. track, this Kentucky Derby would blow track and field fans' minds. So, mm-hmm. basically, there's a YouTube video. Are we not going to show the YouTube video that I put in there? Did you take that out for a reason? Use
2: the YouTube video that's linked here. There's a good view. You See it? Colt. Above the line. Yeah. No, that's not. You're using up a Yahoo thing. Yeah. Yeah, use that. So,
1: it's a great angle. It's like an aerial angle. And you get to see how far back Rich Strike was for this win. Mm -hmm. And he was 80 to 1 odds. And he is basically surrounded by the pack. You see, like, 12 horses all around him. There's no way he's going to be able to get through that barrier of horses in the final 200. I don't know how far they're going, like 400 meters left to go here. They're going at horse pace, which is a lot faster than human pace. Uh, mm-hmm. But he goes on the inside. But when he's on the inside, there's another horse in lane one. He's like, oh, I'll just go to lane two and then back into lane mm-hmm. one. Like you, you, it's very great tactical horse running or the horse, Uh, and, you know, I like to think of horse running, horse racing, horse racing, sorry, horse galloping. Um, I would like to know what you think this would have been like if this happened in track and field.
0: Well, yeah, you you think about the great comebacks recently. So Kendall Ellis, USC, coming back, beating Purdue on the last stride. That was a good one. I saw someone in the chat mention Dave Waddle in the Olympics in the 800. That was one I thought of, too, where he just runs his own pace and then runs everybody down. I fixated on the odds, though, Gordon. This is what I fixed on because it was 80 to 1, 80 to 1. So I wondered, okay, if this was track, what would it look like for an 80 to 1 long shot to win? Now, we don't have current odds. I couldn't bring up the Nairobi Continental Tour and get odds, but I could get odds from the Olympics. Now, these were odds were set that were before the Olympics, so we can now have benefit of hindsight and look back and just see how crazy that was so 80 to 1 is basically plus a plus 8, so plus plus eight thousand. so let's pull up some of these odds and let's see who is a plus plus eight thousand. who was the who would have been the rich strike of the tokyo olympics in the uh in 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 the men's 100 and in the men's 200 so is that the hundred that we got up there that's the 100. So you look, so scroll through uh, the, these 100 ones, um, and you, it's hard to find. So, one thing you notice right off the bat is in general, it's hard to find plus 8,000. It is very hard to find that in, in track and field because most of the stuff just eventually goes to you're picking the entire field. So, Rommel plus 110, Baker plus 350, Akani Sambine plus 700, Curly 900, uh, DeGrasse. A thousand. You're thinking, all right, well, man, Marcel Jacobs, that guy came out of nowhere. You know what he was, Gordon? He was only plus 2,000. I looked at another side. I was like, maybe that was off. The other one had him at plus 2,500. Rich Strike was 8,000
2: plus 8,000. So then I looked at the 200. Do we have anything in 200? And there, we still don't have it because the highest odds there, Ramel Guliev. And Isaac McWallup, plus
0: 6,600. Men's, 400. Emmanuel Career, you're a guy. Who you probably would have picked. You probably would have taken a flyer on Career in the 400.
2: You know what he is? Plus 4,000. And then I finally found one. I finally found one. It's not exactly plus 8,000, but it's higher than that. Men's, Formula Hurdle. David Kizera, the U.S., plus plus. 12,500. Yasmani Capello in that
0: same race, plus 6,600. So somewhere between Capello and Kinzera. Can you imagine the level of upset that would need to take place for Warholm not to win, for Benjamin not to win, for Dos Santos not to win, for Samba not to win, for McMaster not to win? I mean, it really puts in perspective. I know the betting systems are a little bit, a little bit different, obviously. But nobody believed in this horse, Gordon, is what I'm saying. Here we go. I found one. Netherlands. Men's 4x4, plus 8,000. There it is.
2: They're your rich strike of track and field. But they didn't win. I mean, there were some... There
1: was potential. I mean, again, it's winning. So if Christine and Boma would have won, that would have maybe been an 80-to-1 type odds of winning because Christine and Boma was just like a complete unknown. Yeah. But people, it's just, it's just it's not, I mean, you could, maybe was Molly Seidel uh, 80 to one odds to medal. She probably was 80 to one to medal. But again, we're talking 80 yeah. to one to win. Winning is very different from. Yeah, well, That's exactly. The, the well,
0: cause Netherlands, the team, the Netherlands, the team I just mentioned got silver, but there's a whole bit of difference between them getting silver And then beating the US team. Yeah. Because it's tough. And uh, in the chat, David brings up a good point. Horse racing odds are set by the betting, track odds are set by the bookies. Yeah, I know it's not exactly um, the exact same thing, but I just thought it was interesting to look at how much money those people made if they bet on them versus how much money,
2: (laughs) what you would have to risk, who you would have to believe in.
1: You know how they say, like, you know, if uh Wade Van Eker can break the world record in lane nine and Rich Strike can win the Kentucky Derby at eighty to one, mm-hmm. that means I can dunk a basketball by December of twenty twenty two. I feel like I would twenty twenty two shows. Okay, that so anything some... is possible. If if an eighty to one odd horse can win Kentucky Derby, you can it's going mean, every time I say I can't do it, I'm gonna be like, Well, Rich Strike won the Kentucky Derby, and, and uh, Carson uh, not Carson and uh, Wade Van e. broke the world record in the outside lane. So I'm gonna use those two as my motivational things in my life.
0: I wish we could get odds of that. Public odds of you dunking. I wonder what it is. Public and odds. Then the moment. Well, in the moment your oh. clavicle shattered. You know, do, do people buy the dip at that point, or are people just like, nope?
1: I recently live actually uh, adjusted for that. I have sure. odds <laughs> adjusted. I think I just made, I made a last, this weekend, I was drinking with some friends and I told the friend that I'm going to dunk a basketball by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. he says, no, you're not. I was like, yeah, I am. He's like, you want to bet $500? And I was like, yeah. Oh gosh. So I have $500 on me dunking.
0: Oh no. Oh gosh. Gordon. Gordon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I don't think I can do it, then what, what's the point?
2: Of doing it. Do I know this person? Uh, this you person? know this person's brother. It's no, a co-worker's no, I'm brother. I'm really curious. It's a, it's a co-worker's okay. brother. Jeremy's brother. Okay. Okay. You can believe in
0: yourself without risking
1: $500. Yeah, but now it's more fun. Now I know like, oh, I better train.
0: But see, now I want to get on the action, but
1: you're my co-host and I don't want there to be a rift between us. Oh, you want to Could bet that I won't me those
0: do
1: odds? it? give I'll, I'll give you those odds. You wanted to make the same bet? Yeah, I mean. Would you want to make that bet with me? After, I'd have to go through all the, pre-
0: no, I'm not going to do that. Oh, That's bad karma. That's bad karma. Because okay. I got my own goals this year that I'm trying to achieve. I don't want to bet against you, especially because someone's already done it. Well,
1: I that process. means you believe in me. That's what it means. It means you believe in me because you're kind of like, ah, he might get it. I don't trust that he'll Thanks. fail. So I appreciate your confidence in me, Kevin. I appreciate it.
0: Let's go to the chat here. Thomas says rich strike. Wasn't even in the race till Friday afternoon as a replacement. So that kind of reminds me of 08 men's Olympic trials, Christian Smith, one of the last guys in, but it, it makes the team. He didn't win the race, but crazy come from behind. David says Billy Mills was the rich strike of Olympic track history. Yeah. I mean, to come back to that, that would, that would work. Um, David says, dunk. We have 60 year old Merlene Audi kicking your ass in the hundred. Yeah, that that's a chat that started mid show. People were, think, were taking bets on whether or not you could beat Merlene Audi right now in hundred. I could not. So maybe. No. Okay. I, I do uh, not have
1: speed. That is gone. I agree
0: with that. Says I'll give odds for Gordon on an eight foot rim. Gordon can definitely dunk on an eight foot rim, because I can dunk on an eight foot rim because I'm oh. playing on an eight-foot eight-foot rims are eight foot rim. Eight foot rim. Speaking of eight foot manageable. Speaking of eight foot
2: rims. Oh, oh no, 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 but I,
1: was, I was think about eight foot rims. Okay. Go ahead. i was telling my brother on FaceTime this weekend about me trying to dunk. I, he didn't know about this. He's like, I can dunk. And I was like, no, you can't. He's like, watch Uh-oh. me. He walked outside to his driveway, put the phone down and he dunked a basketball. And it was definitely an eight foot rim because I was like, there's no
2: way my brother can dunk. He made it look too easy. So yeah. Wait, Dunking how tall eight is your brother? Is a lot you. It's like six foot.
0: I was like, wait, this is not a dunk? newsflash to anybody, but eight and 10, two different
1: heights. I know, but the different. camera angle was far away. Like he put it like yeah, yeah, the yeah. edge of the driveway. So like, it looked like, like, wait, did he just dunk? And I was like, oh, "No, that's, that's a, his kids, that's a fake room. Early on, I was going to send one, like when you're doing your dunk day, I was going
0: to send one to you and Gordon where I, cause I told you my neighbors got an awesome adjustable hoop. I was going to like throw one off the glass. And dunk but i'd do it from real far away and send it to you and colt and be like i don't know what the big deal is so my son's always asking me to dunk like he doesn't realize it's it's difficult uh they want to know how tall you are six, six three foot yeah you're taller than six foot.
2: you're not six Damn, three six... no i'm six a
1: thousand top. percent six three you mean stop that's how tall i am you want to measure me six... you want to come you're over and
0: get a tape measure old. does gordon look like he's six three I I it's hard,
1: got it's hard to arms, tell. Though. I believe him though. I believe Gordon.
0: Stand up. I mean... Yeah,
1: you gotta, you gotta take... stand by the Where's stand the by line? the door frame. Stand by the door frame. yeah. Stand by
0: the... yeah. Get a pencil. Where's the
1: door? This door. Yeah.
0: Sick pre poster there. I can't hear it. Can I you know. touch your ceiling right now? Do I gotta touch your <laughs> ceiling? Uh-oh. Oh! Oh, man. he almost fell. Oh no! Gordon oh, no. went down. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's tall. Yeah,
1: Gordon's tall. Yeah. Okay. I believe six three.
0: I always thought six two. I'm six foot. Six foot. Six three. Touch the roof. Touch the touch the ceiling. Show people your hops. Touch the ceiling.
1: All right, Gordon. Can you tall. hear me? I cramped yeah. my yeah. my hamstring by getting up too quickly. <laughs> yeah. No, we
0: got a great video of that I need to get Travis to clip that. Uh, that really screams dunker. <laughs> Um, I really hurt
1: myself. Oh, God.
0: Tampa Eagle says, Gordon, take your meds. Okay, people want to know how tall you are. David says, is Gordon's dunk one leg or two leg takeoff? Gordon's high jump PR.
1: My my takeoff will be whatever gets me higher. I don't care if it's one or two, whatever gets me higher.
2: Okay. I don't have a high jump Uh, PR.
1: I do know, though, since I broke my collarbone now five weeks ago, uh I'm, i start training again today light training for a week that's, and then back back to full training next week that's,
0: that's why exciting. you got a little bit of a pep in your step mm-hmm. listen i'd work on the hamstring cramps though first <laughs> make sure those guys are ready to go
1: i feel like kyle lowry right now
0: i mean you understand the odds are against you right but this is, that's fine
1: i just don't think they are
0: i think they would be right now i think they would they be are they'd be against you. But you got time. As you mentioned, just December 31st. You don't need to accomplish yeah. the New Year's resolution in February. Exactly. Um, although yeah. I will say this, we are, a new, we are in a new world now, Gordon, where people are running nine sevens, High schools are running 1949. Yeah, exactly. 35-year-olds yeah. who are out of shape and 6-3 or Duncan. You got to do it to keep up with the Joneses.
1: I think that's what I'm telling you. I, I believe myself. David's
0: saying Gordon plus 125.
1: Oh, I like that. Those was a good odds. I, pre, I appreciate that.
0: Plus if he's 6'3", he has a chance. Well, they haven't seen the videos of you. I don't think a lot of these folks saw the early season attempts.
1: There was only one attempt, and it was in January, and it was pre-working out. It was public.
0: I saw, it was pre-working I saw. out. Didn't I see
1: one that you
0: never got posted, though?
1: No, we showed. I think we showed it on the pod. We don't okay. need to reshow okay. it, but we showed it on the pod. No, Let's it was pull that up, Colt. Let's show done that in January, out Let's and it was before searching. I did an ounce of working out. Or did the ounce yeah. of working out? So I will you know. Yeah, you can't find it. We'll wait till we're gonna get a new update. I'm gonna do a second people dunk really, attempt, probably mid June. Sh- and then we'll go You should have
0: said you're five ten. You, you should have said because now people are really like well, why can't you do it? Six three. Well they're just exactly. saying there's no there's no reason not to, you're six three. It just puts more pressure on you. The reason
1: not to is you're thirty five and old yeah. and haven't done like fast twitch explosive training in 12 PB. years 48 PB,
2: 48 7. there you go Forty-eight, seven but i did that at age 22 12 years ago so probably to this day it was in
1: may my senior
0: year anniversary Going to do an anniversary actually pop? no it was in april
2: it was in april my senior year
0: Anyway, did you ever dunk in your early twenties? David wants to know.
2: Uh,
1: no, he's never dunked. I didn't try. I didn't try. That's why he want. I didn't try. I wasn't like playing pickup basketball in college. So I
2: didn't yeah. Try.
0: Meanwhile, I'm just over here trying to get my bench up. That's all. That's all my focus is. I chose a much more really terrible goal. This is right. not good is that the for the pod. We... Yeah, that's it. Sorry, you got hurt. You're averaging. Uh... Several injuries for pod now. This is not good. Thanks to Colt. Thanks to Travis. Again, you can uh, reach out to us, guess my PR, and also coaching advice. If you, want, if you want Gordon to weigh in on what you should be doing, which I don't know why you wouldn't
2: after this point, um, reach out. We'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for tuning in.